bless you, God bless you, David. Um, I want to go to Daniel chapter six. Daniel chapter six. We're going to be jumping around a little bit. Just something God had dropped in my spirit. And I want to share it with you tonight. Um, Daniel chapter 6. We all we know this story so well. We've heard it for so long. Daniel was in the, put in the lion's den um, because of what he believed in. It's okay. But there was something in the text that jumped at me and I ain't gonna lie to you, I feel like he kind of slapped and I wanted to fight, hit it back and I couldn't even hit it. I couldn't see the person that slapped. But I want to begin reading at verse three of Daniel chapter six. And it reads, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole reign. Then the presidents and princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the king, but they could not find no occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. God bless you. We're in Daniel chapter 6. And we're at verse 5 now. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against Daniel, except we find it against concerning the law of his God. Let me read verse 3 to 5 again. Then this David, Daniel, excuse me, was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole ground. Then the president and the princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find no occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. I want to talk to you briefly tonight with this thought. Somebody is not going to like you. Let me say this again. Somebody is not going to like you. And, re and, and, and this is something God has been dealing with me in my spirit for a couple of months. And I just kept putting it on the back burner, on the back burner, on the back burner. I said, okay, it's, it's one of those one of those feel-good messages that we can jump and shout, dance and speak in tongues all over the church. And I kept putting it off. And then God brought it back to me quite a few different times this week. And I said, okay, God, I hear you. I'm listening. 
this is something I need to address. It's something I really need to deal with. Because most of us, if we'll be honest, we want everybody to like us. We want everybody to love us. Because the majority of us are very kind-hearted, loving, sweet people that will literally give you the back off, the shirt off our backs if we had to. Because that's how much we want everybody to be happy. We want everybody to be blessed. We want to see everybody doing well. So what we could do, we will find a way to help them be successful. Well, God showed me something in this text here that even though you're doing right by everybody else, somebody is not going to do right by you. Let me go a little bit farther with this. I don't care how much you help somebody, you give them a helping hand. I don't care how much you're there for them. I do not care how much you say you love them and they tell you they love you. But somewhere down the line, there's going to be a foul spirit going to creep in somewhere. And because God is going to elevate you, because God is trying to bless you, because God is saying you, giving you territory and giving you dominion and authority over every unclean thing that comes your way, somebody in your position, somewhere in your surrounding, is not going to like how God is using you and he's blessing you, and they're going to find fault with it. Not only are they going to find fault with it, but they're going to find a way to bring you down. They're going to find a way to try to scrutinize your name. They're going to find a way to ostracize you. They're going to find a way to downplay you. And I don't know about you, but I can just testify for me. I don't like nobody trying to downplay me because I don't do nothing to be upstaged. I don't, whatever I do, I do it from the kindness of my heart and don't really look for nothing like in return. But you you got some folks in your life, in your surroundings, always trying to figure out what's the end game with you. Why are you so always happy? Why you always got a smile on your face? Why are you always trying to God bless you? How are you doing? How can I help you? And they wonder why are you so happy all the time? And sometimes we be honest with you. We want to get sarcastic. We want to be a smart mouth. And it says, because I'm blessed. And that's not being sarcastic, but it's true. We are blessed, but sometimes our flesh want to rise up and say, it's none of your business why I do what I do. It's none of your business how I got what I got, so I can't do what I do. That's none of your business. That's just the flesh, because the natural man wants to react to something because we feel like we've been attacked and going to defense. But the spiritual man in us, the Christ-like spirit of us, the Holy Ghost that's the on the inside of us, is telling you to hold your peace. And the reason why he's saying hold your peace, it's like it's not for everybody to know how you was able to do what you've been doing with the little bit you got. In fact, he allowed me to go back to the books of Exodus when he was getting ready. Moses was on the mountain top and he was looking at the Red Sea and he had been looking back. He seen fellow soldiers and his army behind him and he was stuck into a rock in a hard place, literally. And God asked Moses a simple question: What is that in thy hand? And then God turned around and told him, Moses, I got this rod. And God said, use what you got. And just what God is saying, use what you got. Don't worry about what anybody else. Just use what you got. Because somebody sure is not going to always like you because you're using what you got. It may not be a whole lot for you, but it's a lot more than anybody else's. So therefore, the enemy is going to always try to send somebody else to mess you up. He's going to send somebody in to find fault on occasion against you. Now, let me go put a pause right there and let me deal with something for everybody here tonight. 
most of us, I'm not to say all of us, because we want to acknowledge it or not, it has been true. We have been falsely accused more times than we can count. We have been ridiculed more times than we can count. We've had people take our goodness, our kindness for weakness more than we are given account for. And as a matter of fact, this, let me just put it this way. If we have a dollar for every time somebody falsely accused us or prejudged us for the cause we're blessed and we're going to be a blessing to everybody else, we will never be in one for anything because we have just that much money and then some in the bank. Because the Bible declares that he is Jehovah. Jaira, our provider. And he and he know how to provide when there is no provision. Hello, somebody. He know how to make a way out of no way. Yeah. And one one in the matter of fact in the Exodus, he called him Jehovah Shama because he's more than enough. And I don't know about you tonight, but I can attest to this for myself that God has constantly proven himself to be more than enough for me. Because every time I feel like my back is against the wall, every time I don't see no way out, every time I feel like I, all hope is gone, he's right there to show me, boy, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's why the Bible declares that eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man all the things that God concerning you. That means that God is always up to something. You ought to put your head there. Yes, 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 yes. You ought to just tap yourself real quick and say, God is up to something. Yes, he is. I'm glad you know that, that God is up to What is God up to? I'm glad you asked. God is up to set you up for a miraculous miracle. God is setting the stage for your comeback. God is setting you up to be the head and not the tail. God is setting you up to be above and not beneath. God is setting you up to be the lender and not the borrower. The people are going to look and say, how are you blessed and highly favored? And your testimony is going to be, but well, I can tell you like this, it's the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in my eyes, and all I can tell you, all I can do is rejoice, because when I thought it was over, it was only the beginning. Oh, y'all didn't hear me on that one, because I'm one of us, many of us, as we have throw in the towel, many of us, it's over, and God told me to tell you, no, it just begun, and what has just begun is that the blessings of God is just beginning to pour out onto you, the healing of God is just beginning beginning to heal you. The areas in your heart that you think you got hidden so close up and so wrapped around and all those bandages and all that gag of gongs that you don't think nobody can see it, don't want to see it. God says, I don't release you from all of that. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So look at this text tonight. Look at this when I say somebody is always out there is not going to always going to like you. Look at this. Look at this testimony. That the Bible said in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, it says that then this Daniel, do you hear what he said? Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because of an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Can I transfer that into our day and time right now? So you can understand that. Um, I believe it was J.J. Harrison, I might be wrong. We say, but I got favor, and favor ain't fair. Mm, I got this favor. Yes, people don't understand it. I got favor when I don't have no money. Ah, yes, I got favor when there's more bills than I've been paid, but I, they're always being paid because of favor. 
Ah, uh, yes, you get ready. You some of you getting ready to walk into new territories right now. Let me just go here. You're getting ready to move into new territories, territory that you don't have experience in, and most people will say you're underqualified for. But because the favor of God is in your life, it's going to give you more than what you need. It's going to overqualify you for the position. Hello, somebody. So the Bible declared that this day was preferred above the presidents and princes because the excellent spirit, in other words, because the spirit of God was in him. It did not say it was upon him. I want you to catch that, underline it. The excellent spirit, in the translation, the spirit of the glory was in him. And anytime the spirit of the Lord is in you, it makes you excellent. Mm. Yes, God. Hallelujah. It makes you excellent. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Maybe the king thought he would put him the whole, his whole kingdom. That's what the word realm means. Put an oil over all of it. Only person, the person I can do, everybody would be under Daniel. And Daniel was the only one that had to report back to the king. But everybody else would have to report back to Daniel. What the translation is, I want you to catch this prophetically and profoundly in your spirit, man, tonight. Is that God is saying, he's setting you up that the people that thought they were going to be over you will not be under you and you will be over them. Tap, just touch yourself. Switch your room. Just tell yourself. Switch your room. Because that's what God, God is doing. A switch your room. That means that you were supposed to be the borrower, but now you are the lender. Switch your room. When you were supposed to be the lender, now you are a bull. Switch your room. Oh, y'all ain't going to tell me what you should have been like. Now you have more than enough because of the scripture rule. This is what God is doing in your life. And I hope you are excited by this coming here. That what you're going to do, what you've been praying for, what you've been believing God, what you've been enduring for God to do in your life, it shall come to pass. So, verse 4, he's clear. Then the president and the princess sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But he listened to the testimony. Listen to this. But they could find no occasion nor fault. Did you hear the testimony there? That people have been trying to find fault and with you, but they can't find nothing against you. Remember I told you the statement, the subject of this letter was somebody out there don't like you. Meaning that there's going to be somebody always trying to find fault with whatever you do, even in the house of God. Let me just go to the house of God. I ain't going to go to the workplace. I'm trying to deal with secular people's place all the time. Let me go to the house of God. There's some folks in the house of God don't like you because of your praise. Some folks in the house of God don't like you because you're an intercessor. Some folks in God's house do not like you because you are a prayer warrior. Some folks in God's house don't like you because you can do this. You know how to set up media. You know how to handle the, the microphones. You may be able to direct the choir. You may be able to to pray, see, oh, with a friend, let me get rid of some folks in the God's house don't like you because you can preach, you have an anointing on you so strong when you break open the Bible, you just read the verse, it's life come out of it, life jumps out the pages when you read a scripture. Some folks don't like it because they wish they envy, they had that anointing, but the Bible declared it. These Jesus said it, matter of fact, let me just tell it like it is. Jesus said, but these things come by 
fasting and praying. And everybody's not willing to fast. Everybody's not willing to pray. They'll tell you they're fasting. They'll tell you they're praying. But in reality, they're really not because the, the, the way their disposition lets you know if they've been fasting and praying, the way they come to you if they've really been laying for the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to talk to me here tonight. It's because when you have a relationship with Jesus, that relationship turned in. It was internal, now becomes external. And what was on the inside manifests on the outside. So the Bible declared, thank you, Jesus, that the presidents and the princes sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find no an occasion nor fault for much as he was faithful. And neither was there any error or fault found in him. Daniel was so faithful. Daniel was just unfaithful to God, but he was faithful and was a good steward of what the sign of God he had to do in that kingdom. What am I saying to you tonight? God said, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the works of the Lord, for much as you know your labor is not in vain. If you don't believe me, you can just, I just quoted 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, just to let you know, this is what God is saying. People are watching you. Y'all heard the old second song, somebody's watching me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's watching me. When you don't think nobody's watching you, somebody's watching you. When you don't think nobody's listening, nobody's listening to you, somebody is listening to you. They listen to how you pray. They listen to how you interact with one another. They listen to how you read. They're watching you, trying to find fault. Somebody don't like you. But it's okay, because difficult, that person don't like you. God said, I love you. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you. And how do I know just because they don't like me that things are working out for my good? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad somebody don't like me. Why? Because God elevated me. I'm not concerned about if you like me or not. I don't worry about it. Don't lose my business. I just don't lose my sleep if you don't like me. And I just tell you, I really don't care. You know why? Um, it ain't been, I'm not being arrogant or cocky, but I just came to the realization that you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. Hello, somebody. And therefore, I, I've come to realize I'm not here for everybody to like me, but I am here for me to love everybody. So the Bible declares that these men, then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against Daniel. Except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Why don't people, people like how good you look? They like how good you can talk. Until you start talking about the goodness of Jesus. Ah, y'all heard that song, When I Think of the Goodness of Jesus and All That He's Done for Me, My Soul Cries Out, Hallelujah. I thank God for saving everybody like that until it gets to this last part. I thank God for saving me. Why? I, God, and I heard this, the late Bishop Gene Patterson say something, and I thought it was funny, but it actually is true. That ain't as funny as I thought it was, but it, it's true. God saved me twice. I'm back to, no, I said he saved me three times. Let me just, I had to add one to it. Gene Patterson said God saved him from his sins, and God saved him from people. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I know y'all ain't gonna look at that one, but it's the truth. God saved me from my sins, and God saved me from people. But you know what the third one I added it? God saved me from my sin, God saved me from people, then God saved me from me. Because if I would allow people to put their mouth on me, in my flesh, I would knock their teeth out. 
I know y'all ain't gonna tell the truth, but I will. I'm just being very, I'm just transparent. I just say like it is. Save me from my sins. He saved me from people. Don't worry about what people say about me. Don't worry about how bad enemies treat me. Don't worry about how they're going to try to screw me over because God's are in the den. I told you, Jesus said this. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Mm. And you ought, to be, you ought to just pat yourself on the back and say, move up to the front of the line. Hallelujah. Yeah, tell yourself, just move up to the front of the line. Because you, because see, what can you get? It's that switcheroo. It's that switcheroo. I hear you, Holy Ghost. It's a switcheroo again. You were like the end of the line. But that, what you, when you get the about face, you are not in front of the line. And the one I thought it was going to be first is not at the end of the line. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, now, why don't some people like you? They don't like you because of your hair. They don't like you because of the clothes you wear. They don't like you because the car you drive. None of that is irrelevant. That's not the case. That's not the real reason they don't like you. They will tell you these kind of things why they don't like you. But God, but let me just tell you the truth. Let me just tell you the truth. Why they don't like you is because the God that you serve. It's the God that abides in you. It's God that lives on the side of you. It's God that is a living will of water inside you. It's God that devil don't want you. He wants the anointing that dwells in you. So he does everything in his power. Oh, shut up. Yes, to try to destroy you, to try to dismantle your name, to discredit you because you got something that he once had that he can never obtain again. Let me say it again. You have something on the inside you that he once had, but he would never, ever be able to obtain it again. And he feels like since I can't have it, we just share you. That's why somebody don't like you. The enemy don't like you because you know how to praise God. The enemy don't like you because you know how to say thank you, Jesus. The enemy don't like you because you know how to lift your hands up in worship. The enemy don't like you because you know how to say glory. The enemy don't like you because you can say hallelujah. But let's really get to the nitty-gritty. The reason why the enemy really don't like you because you know how to shout Jesus. Mm, yes. Glory to God. You know how to shout Jesus. And the Bible declares that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That's why they don't like it. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Every time you say Jesus, something happens. Mm -hmm. Yes, something happens. You cannot go around and say Jesus without hearing some type of side effect from it. You cannot go around saying Jesus without some type of boom in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You cannot say the name Jesus without your spirit man leaping for joy. You cannot say the name Jesus, yes, God, mm, without your hands clapping. 
You cannot say the name Jesus without your feet getting light. You cannot say the name Jesus without tears rolling down your face. You cannot say the name Jesus, mm, yes, God, without something on the inside begin to bubble up. And the Bible declares that it's, his spirit should be like a river, a living, a well of water that's springing up on the inside. So whatever's on that, that joy is on the inside, it's got to come on the outside. Why don't somebody like you? It's because you're favored by God. Thank you, Jesus. And it's important to understand this, my brothers and sisters, tonight, that everybody's not in this world too like you. Because if everybody liked you, you could not be blessed. Mm, yes. Because if everybody liked you, that means they would actually agree with you. And believe me, and I found this out because I was young in the ministry, I wanted everybody to agree with me. But I come to find out when everybody agrees with you, that means you ain't doing something right. You're only going to get challenged when you're doing right. But if you notice, you never get challenged when you're doing wrong. Everybody's smiling in your face, patting you on your back, saying, good job, good job, when you're in your mess. But when you stand up for righteousness and holiness, everybody got a problem with you. But it's all good. I just want to tell you, somebody don't like you. But it's all good because they don't set some traps for you. But the text said it. They, they couldn't find no fault with it. But except when it comes to the law of his God. Mm. Now, do, oh, we got some on you now. Oh, we can go back and tell your boss, we caught you praying in the bathroom. Oh, we can go tell your boss, we caught you shouting in the bathroom. We can go tell your boss, we caught you dancing in the bathroom. Oh, we can go tell you, we saw you in the park lot. Get close. We saw you out there dance. You cut a step. You couldn't help yourself. You got in your car. Then the Spirit of God dropped something in another in your spirit that caused you to rejoice. And you just out there dancing like you lost your mind. You know better. You know somebody gonna have a problem with that, and your answer is, I, I, well, I, I, I just couldn't help myself. I couldn't help it. Uh, something got a hold of me. Mm. Y'all know how we talk. Mm. I, I couldn't keep it to myself. Mm. Yeah, something got a hold of me, and I didn't mean to do what I did. But the truth is, yes, you did. You just didn't want to get caught doing. Because, you know, y'all got that secret praise going on. Y'all go to church and got y'all less cute little praise. Mm-hmm. Y'all know y'all y'all sit back there all cute and salon. And, you know, your hands will go up just a little bit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because you don't want nobody to see how you really praise God. Because you feel like somebody's going to talk about you. You feel like somebody's going to laugh at you. But I got some news for you tonight. Ooh. I got some news for you tonight. God says your quiet praise will be no longer required. Hmm. Glory to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your quiet praise is no longer required. What do that mean, preacher? I'm glad you asked me. God says, I don't want no quiet praise. I want a ridiculous. I want to read the undignified praise. I want that praise that'll cause you to run all over the church when nobody's chasing you. I want that praise that you've been trying to hold back that will make you 
dance. Oh, if I can't dance like everybody else. God didn't tell you to dance like everybody else. I don't care nothing. Jump up and down. God said, I want that ridiculous praise that's on the inside of you that you've been putting on the back of Because every time you feel my presence, you try to tighten up, try to hold it. He said, well, I got something new for you. This time, I'm going to write a fire on you that you will no longer be able to sit still, but your praise will come forth. Mmm. Preacher, I, I, I can't be like that. They, you know, they record in church services now. I don't want to be, I don't want nobody on social media to see. I got friends on social media. I don't want nobody to see how I act in church. Oh, oh they already saw you, baby. I just, I'm just going to tell you, they already saw how you act. Why? Because it was at your job and you didn't think you went in that stall and you went, shada, na, 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 scurry, take that, shabada, la, shia. Oh, uh, you didn't think nobody heard you, but somebody didn't like you because you start speaking a language they could not understand. They could not interpret with it. Somebody heard you already. That's why somebody don't like you because your praise. But it's okay. Why is it okay that they don't like me? I'm prepared to tell y'all the name. I'm having some. Good, I'm having some fun. Y'all excuse me. I'm trying not to get happy, but it, 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 he's been bothering me. But I got some more good news. The reason why it's all right for people not to like you, I want you to go to Psalms 91. Yeah, I told you God got a word. He gave a word tonight. He's been bothering me with it, so I'm going to bother you with it. Now, I got a word for you tonight. Psalms 91. Why is it all right? That people don't like you is because verse one, the Psalms 91 declares, but he that dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. When they're trying to hold you down, they're trying to mock you, they're trying to ridicule you, they're trying to destroy your name, they're trying to destroy your reputation. This is what they but David said, I will say unto the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. And the verse 3 is why he said, that's why somebody don't like you. Because surely he shall deliver me, thee, from the snare of the fowler and from the noise of the pestilence. Mm. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His shoes shall be a shield and buckler, and thou shalt not be afraid of for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand shall fall at thy right hand, but they shall not come nigh unto thee. Oh, y'all, you ought to touch yourself and tell yourself, no weapon. It doesn't matter how much people don't like you. No weapon. It doesn't matter what they say about you. No weapon. It doesn't matter how they try to set you for what for failure. No weapon. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight. I'm telling you, somebody out there don't like you because they don't like the God that's on the inside of you. Hey, but I got a song for you. It says the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. So it's so easy to love. Love covers a multitude of faults. Love is charity. And the Bible declared that charity begins at home, then it spreads abroad. So what am I telling you? It's okay that somebody don't like you, 
but you ought to give God a praise because it ain't you they don't like. It's God they got a problem with because if they had a relationship with God, if they had an internal, personal relationship with God, they would not like you. They will be loving you and they will celebrate you. Mm. Glory to God. Let me finish reading this up and then we're going to pray. Only with the eyes that's to behold and see the reward of the wicked. What is he saying? God said, I'm going to let you see for yourself what I'm going to do for the wicked. They try to set you up for failure. I'm going to enter you to prosper. What the devil meant for your bad, God said, I mean it for your evil. You don't, for your good. If you don't believe me, go to Genesis chapter 50 and read verse 29. When Joseph told his brother, what did you meant for my bad? God turned around and meant it for my good. So anytime you are going to stop, I ain't going to say you're not going to get frustrated because you are. You're going to get tried. You're going to get sad. If your feelings going to get hurt. You're going to say, nobody loves me. I don't know why nobody ever loves me. Nobody understands me. It's okay. It's not you they don't like. It's the God that's in you, that's blessing you. And they don't understand how is it that when you don't have much, you got more than enough. That's because the God that you serve is greater than anything in this world. Let me finish reading. Because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Verse 10 says, Thou shalt no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Oh, many of y'all have been sick, but your affliction was very light. Because what was supposed to take you out didn't take you out because the Bible declared right there in verse 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh by thy dwelling, meaning it can come, but it don't stay. He knocked, he looked, but he couldn't come in. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight. Hey, I'm going there. Because they, these things, this pestilence out here is supposed to design to kill you, is not killing you, but is preparing you and perpetuating you to be greater than you will ever be before. Because you've been ministering to people on your job and you didn't think you would ever be that vocal. Because they see Jesus in you. And again, somebody don't like you. And verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Do you understand? God, so I got, I give charge over the angels. And there's two types of angels that he gave charge. He gave a charge over cell friends and he gave in charge over cherubims. Your seraphims is the war angels and your cherubims is the praise. And he said, but I give angels charge over thee. To keep thee in all thy ways. So every time the enemy try to come in and mess you up, it, all the enemy can see is some feathers. The enemy can't see you, but he see those, he see those feathers. Them some big feathers, and he can't pass those feathers. He blows, he up and he pulls, but them feathers don't ruffle. Why? Because the first verse says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And tonight, my brothers and sisters, I submit to you. Somebody don't like you because of the praise that's in you. Somebody don't like you 
because of your prayer life. Somebody don't like you because you not to get a prayer through and get it answered. Somebody don't like you because you know how to worship the Lord God. Somebody don't like you because you don't act like they do. Somebody don't like you because you're favored by God. That's why they don't like you. So now you ask that question, why they don't like me? Because you're favored and blessed by God. Daniel told you, gave you the testimony himself tonight. Tonight, they couldn't find no further occasion except when it came to the law regarding his God. That's why they don't like you. They don't like your God. See, their gods are fake and false. Your God is real. Let me say it again. They don't like you because their gods are fake and false. But your God is real. They call on their God and don't get no answer. You call on your God and get an answer. That's why they don't like you. But tonight, I want you to be blessed. I want you to be joyous. I want you to celebrate because God has did a switch of room. We're coming close to the end of this year. But let me say this, because he dropped this in my spirit. What you've been praying for, God said, I didn't forget about it. I may have delayed it, but I didn't deny you. I've been waiting on you to put some praise on some blessings. I want you to praise me more. Not because of the promise I gave you, but I want you to praise me because you love me. I'm going to fulfill my promise that I promised you because I cannot lie, nor can I repent because I said it, I shall bring it to pass. But what you've been asking me to do, I've been asking you to praise. It's in your praise tonight. So, Go forth like never before. Go forth in your worship. Go forth in your prayer. Go forth in your speaking. God is elevating you. He's putting you at your comfort zone. You still trying to hide in that corner. Mm -mm. Come on at that corner. Yes, God. Come on out that corner. You cannot hide behind that curtain no more. You can't sit behind that in that person no more. So you don't think anybody can see you. God has said, I get a switch of room. Everybody gonna see who you are in me now. 
Mm, yes, God. Hallelujah. Come on out of there now. Because I did a switch your room. Um, I want to...